Welcome to the Market Talk podcast sponsored by WealthPress, where we believe if you're investing uninformed, you're screwed. Get the inside scoop on what's driving the markets today and what that means for your money, all in just 15 minutes. Well, hello, traders and investors. My name is Roger Scott. I'm the head trader for WealthPress. Today is Monday, the 24th of August. It's the last week of August. Schools are starting. Some schools are starting and then stopping because of COVID-19. But the biggest news of the day is it's my wife's birthday. (laughs) So I'm very happy today. I'm going to take a a half day. But before I go, I want to give you guys a good... Uh, expectation of what to expect this week and what's on the horizon and what are the biggest factors moving the market. So global markets were slightly higher, but there is an ease about possible new new wave of COVID-19 infections. Rising infection numbers in the U.S., Brazil, and some other countries are causing a havoc right now. Now, as far as Wall Street, the index ended up a 0.7 higher, the majority of stocks in the index declined, which means we're having a narrowing of momentum, which means you're generating the same amount of strength or direction with less stocks. So there's less power or momentum propelling the trend, which leads to a lot more uncertainty and potentially a decline in price. And I'll get into that in a minute. Forecasts say recovery might be a bit too early. I've been saying it all along. There's just too much uncertainty. And now we have, um, we've got elections in like 90 days or less. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on the table. Investors have been encouraged by central bank efforts to support growth and infusion of credit. And that's helping a lot. Many are trying to look beyond the end of the pandemic to pick companies that will emerge stronger. That has led to a pile into tech stocks. But let me tell you what the problem with tech is. And I'm going to go a few steps forward here. I'll give you the biggest problem with tech. Let's say Trump wins, right? Let's say Trump wins the election. Trade war, trade war. He wants to continue this damn trade war. We need this trade war like I need a hemorrhoid, excuse my French. Oh, you guys never have to wonder what I'm really thinking. It would be great if we could just kind of push this trade war till this COVID's completely gone, right? I mean, it's only been there for about a decade. It hasn't been killing anyone. Let's I'm talking about the the trade war, not COVID. COVID has been killing people. But again, this this trade war is for the birds right now. Let it go. And if Democrats take house, they like to break up large companies. So if we go this way, right? Tech. I'm talking about tech. If you go to the right, you've got trade war. If you go to the left, you've got you've got overregulation and breaking companies up. So no matter which way you look, either Democrat or Republican, it doesn't look really that great for tech in in about a year or so, six months to a year. I'm looking, I like to look forward. So again, it's interestingly, the tech is, is, is so strong right now because the future over the last next year or two, if this trade war continues, or if Democrats take house and overregulations continue, it's not a great environment for tech going over the next year or two. I'm going long term here. But now let's go back to this week. <laughs> so far, so good. Everything is looking is looking perfectly good for tech, except we have lowering or or um, minimum momentum levels. There's a narrowing of momentum. 
So, and I'll again, I'll talk about that in just a second. Let's talk about the news this week. The big news, we got new home sales. Existing home sales last week, they were killing it off the charts. New home sale numbers are expected to be very strong. We don't have big news or data today, but tomorrow we have consumer confidence. Consumer confidence is really important. Why? Because consumer or retail confidence makes up two-thirds of the GDP. Speaking of the GDP, guess what we have on Thursday? And the numbers are just not looking pretty. Let me show you this. Remember, the goal was 2% positive or anything above 2%. We're now looking at negative 32%. We went from positive 2% to 32% and the stock market's making new highs. I mean, if you told me this a year ago, I would, I would be shaking my head going, that's just not possible. But I guess it is. When you have the Fed and the central banks just plowing money into the economy. So anything better than 32.9 should be better. But again, I think we're going to be, I think the, the numbers are going to be better than estimates because retail sales has been really, really strong. We also have jobless claims, and let's look through the numbers. And we have pending home sales. The average is now moving to about 1.2 million. So any number that's lower than the four-week average, and we've been better now two weeks in a row. We had a little, uh, a little negative number about three weeks ago, but it's been positive. It's been getting better last week and the week before. Anything between 900,000 and a million, anything below a million 100 is good. Anything below 1.176 is good, but the consensus range is moving down. I'd like to see the number get a lot lower. But again, as long as we're below the 1.176 million moving average, we should be doing pretty well. That's coming Thursday. We also have on Thursday, Jerome Powell speaking. I wouldn't put too much effort into him because he doesn't say anything we don't know. He tells us things long ahead of time, and he has very little filtering. He's the guy I would love to play poker with if you want to know the truth. And on Friday, we have personal income at outlays. And I think by Friday, based on the GDP and the jobless data, we'll have a pretty good idea of where we stand. We got durable goods. The petroleum numbers I'm not really concerned about. There's just too much oil out there right now. So the biggest news is going to be new home sales, consumer confidence, pay attention to consumer confidence. That's going to reflect a lot on the GDP. So GDP is the biggest report. And usually, usually leading into the GDP, the markets are subdued because the GDP could be full of surprises and we have jobless claims. So I'm not expecting a huge amount of volatility till we get into the second part of the week. Now, I want to show you something here. I want to show you the 10 indexes, the 10 cumulatives, 10 US sectors. And again, technology is leading and consumer discretionary is following. But as I showed you last week, we've got a widening of momentum. If you look at these companies here, it's not just all tech. You've got L Brands, you've got FedEx, you've got UPS. I told you FedEx and UPS were gonna go higher. D housing stocks, I've been telling you about housing stocks for about six weeks now. Whirlpool, Varian Medical, Haynes Brand, Pulte Groups, Best Buys. You got a lot of retailers in here now. So this is broader, that's great. But with that in mind, here is the big issue I'm having with the market. This is the NASDAQ 100. There's 100 tech stocks in the NASDAQ 100. They're not all techs, you got bio and tech. About 70% tech, 30% biotech. This is the number of stocks trading above the 200 day moving average. We peaked in June, somewhere mid-June, we peaked June 8th. We peaked at 88 out of 100 stocks trading above the 200-day moving average, okay? 
follow along. This is really important. This is probably the most important thing I'll be saying all week. So follow along. Important. We got 88%. So 88 stocks out of 100 traded above the 200-day moving average. Right now, we have 77 stocks. We had 88 stocks. Now we have 77 stocks. It's about 12% less, give or take, all right? And the number went as low as 64. So we went from 88 stocks to 64 stocks to 77 stocks. But here's the problem. Look at price action on the NASDAQ. On June 8th, on June 8th, NASDAQ was at 200, NASDAQ 100 was at 246. Now NASDAQ's at 280. It's moved up about 12% in price, about 15% in price where the number of stocks causing the incline has moved from 88 stocks to 77 stocks. So imagine, imagine you have a car moving at 100 miles per hour and you're looking at it and it keeps driving at 100 miles per hour and now it goes 110 miles per hour. But the cylinders, the horsepower, it's breaking down. So the car has to move, has to press that pedal, that ignition pedal faster to generate the same amount of momentum. That's been going on with the stock market now since June 8th, July 8th, August 8th, September 8th is coming up, right? We've been showing narrower momentum. And I'm. this isn't the theory. This is right here. There's 100 stocks in the NASDAQ 100. We went as high as 88.13, so 88 out of 100 stocks. Then we went to 64 stocks, and now we're at 77 stocks. Last time I checked, uh, last time that I did some analysis, right? Less, 88, 70, 77. Let's see, where is June? Let's go to June 8th. Let's go all the way to June 8th. Look at that. That's June 8th. We were at 247 and now we're at 287. That's about 40 points more. That's like 20 something percent more, 25% more. Price is about 20, 25% higher, right? less stocks causing the incline. That's bad. That's bad. That means less stocks are are participating in the upside. That's very, very bearish. And that's what happened. That's what happened. Let me go back. That's what happened right here in February, right before the crash. We saw higher price, narrowing of momentum. The RSI was weaker, and we fell through. Now we're getting lower and weaker. That's telling me that price is a little too high, too strong. And if you look at the RSI levels, let me show you. This is something to pay something else to pay attention to. Let me go to my relative strength index. If you, and I use 10, not 14. And if you look here, you'll see the exact same thing. Look at that. Momentum levels are weakening. Momentum levels are weakening. February, higher price, weakening momentum. Higher price, weakening momentum. Look at what happened last time. I'm not kidding about this. Narrowing momentum is bad. So again, it doesn't mean we're going to have a crash. It doesn't mean we're going to see the same thing we saw in February. It just means that rubber band is really stretched out right now. And tech continues to lead. There's only so much it can go. And the fact that less stocks are participating in this rally, as you see here, is getting 
dangerous, very, very dangerous. We, we had 88, 87%, 88% of the stocks or 88 stocks participating. Now we have only 70, 76. So if, as the number of stocks participating in the rally gets weaker, that engine is working harder and harder and harder and harder. And after a while, it can only go so far, it crashes. And then you have a big correction. So be careful, be careful, be careful, and watch the data this week and watch the momentum levels. And I'll talk to you soon and have a great week. Thanks for listening today. Make sure to subscribe to the Market Talk podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you're listening from today so you don't miss any important news regarding your money and your investments. Have a great rest of your day. My name is Roger Scott and happy trading.